Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. Before we start We The Gamer Cast, I want to let you know that there's some amazing people who support us at patreon.com slash make us better. I'm going to tell you who they are at $10 and up. Starting with our platinum executive producers, Mr. Corey Hicks at twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18. Our gold executive producers, Mr. Mark Moody, Panache Malloy, Edwin Callow, Josh Borboni, and Mike BC, and all of our executive producers, Devin Tyus, Kyle Hyman, Brendan Myers, Tony Hutchinson, Donnie Reese, ain't no G's in play Nintendo. Stephen Iafrady, Caro Underwood, Dude, Dante Bellini Jr., Kevin Austin, Tammy Ryan, Bob, wow, Robert Bobby Miller. I'm going to leave that in there. I'm going <laughs> to just keep on moving along because David Ray has been there pretty much since the beginning. Thank you, everybody, so much for supporting us at patreon.com slash make us better. And if you don't support us there, totally great. Rate us on iTunes. Help us out in any way you listening here. I just really appreciate it. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, as my boy Joseph would say, let's get on with the show. Sean Capri, welcome to episode 175 of We The Gamer Cast. Comes to you on iTunes and Google Play and Mother Love and YouTube every single Monday. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hitting subscribe and rating us on iTunes and leaving a comment and all the things that you do. Supporting us at Patreon.com. It's incredible. It's amazing and amazing. Guys, I am pumped. I feel like like the, the juices are flowing. I had to like shake off the cobwebs a little bit last week. I got to just kind of talk to you guys for real. Some things that were on my mind, some things that were weighing on my heart. And between that chat and then the next day, I, chat, I talked with, with Brock McLaughlin and uh, to a very well-received conversation. Uh, I want to thank everybody for all of your kind words, both to myself and to Brock. A lot of people reaching out to both of us, um, either within in the same boat or can relate on the content side. It all just like, it all matters. Anytime you guys take a moment to reach out in a positive way to somebody, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to the guests and it just makes this whole thing kind of keep going. I, I don't know, like not every, not every show, not every episode, I don't think is meant to change lives necessarily, but just know that we're all in this together. So I'm going to just start off with a little bit of positivity. And if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Now, with all that said, and with all that out of the way, Joseph, that's a great, that's a great line, man. Um, I am looking forward to December is going to be all returning guests. There's actually not going to be any strangers from the internet. But as I clarified with uh, Brandon Wilson, everybody started as a stranger from the internet and we're all becoming great friends, whether I talk to you guys or you're all talking together and you're joining the Discord and you're hanging out over there or just hanging out on Twitter. It's all incredible, guys. So thank you so much. Um, so December, all returning guests. We're going to do kind of like the best of 2018. I haven't played all the games and there's no, there's no way that I'm going to be getting any more time anytime soon to be doing that. So what I'm going to do instead of me trying to tell you guys all the best games of 2018, I'm going to bring on people to tell you their maybe top three, depending on how many games we're, we're going to be able to cover. We're going to, this is going to be some of the most prepared We The Gamer cast that exists. Usually we just fly by the seat of our pants. We know that we're going to like chat at maybe one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. That's as much prep as that happens. Uh, but for December, we're going to have some things lined up. Make sure that we get a nice selection of different games that people are playing across the year, some indie games, some AAA, some exclusives, all these things. I am totally stoked. And um, I think that that might be something for the future to think about for this show. The one thing, like maybe there's like themes that we do like each and every month, like February was a theme last year. Uh, maybe we do something like that for every month if I can. If I can, and this is definitely, I got to give a, a hats off 
a tip of my cap to Johnny Casino with Radio is Lame. I'm not going to do... I can't I can't copy him, man. He's got a great idea. You guys, definitely check it out. Lessons to be learned from content creators and all those things. Stories to be told from them. Um, I just like that you got a little point. You know, when you go into... You know you're going to get a very specific nugget to pull from those episodes. I kind of want to just... Maybe just a little bit. Not, not completely focused. Because I, I just don't do that, you know? But maybe themes. Anyways, I'm rambling because I got a lot to talk about, guys. Some things I'm, uh, I'm geeking out about. If you're watching the video, you can see this thing that I bought. I can't really say it too loud, but it's a new video card for my PC. It's really powerful. It's actually really heavy. I don't know how many teraflops are on this thing, but I think at least, I think at least four and a half, maybe even seven teraflops on this thing. It's a GeForce GTX 1070 Ti. This is all thanks to patreon.com slash make us better. I kind of have to whisper because, like, just, you know, it's kind of expensive. So, Chelsea's in the other room. And if anybody tells her this, I'll let them kill you. You know what I mean? Anyway, super pumped. So, we're going to be performing surgery on my computer a little later. If you can believe it. Why did I do that? Maybe it'll help with video rendering. I don't know. Uh, the other th- couple things. Uh, Bobby, I'm going to geek out here. I'm going to have a couple geek out moments. Uh, I was at dinner with my parents earlier today. Chelsea... Um, had some much needed rest you guys know she's like eight and a half months pregnant like well going on eight and a bit she's very pregnant (laughs) so she um she she uh she hit this hit the bed and just like i just got a little lay down i'm like you're out man you are out so i took lincoln we 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 pieced out and then i went to memory express and i bought that video card and it's amazing i can't wait to install this thing and then we went to my parents house and uh i can't remember what the hell is saying (laughs) Oh, um, I got a notification on my phone that Nintendo Talk Live with Alex Van Aken and Bobby the Guru, Bobby the Nintendo Guru was on. So I fired that thing. I just streamed it up to their amazing, they have an incredible TV. And so we sat there eating dinner with Lincoln and my parents and, um, and Bobby and Alex were up on the TV. And then we kind of got chatting about the internet and like all my internet friends and like why I think Alex Van Aken is just like this, the most incredible person and like my good friend, my great friendship with Bobby. And it's great too because like I've sent my parents some of the videos. I sent them the video that Bobby made uh, while I was there, like the little vlog that he made while we were there. I shouldn't say little; that makes it sound. It was amazing. Um, and uh, clearly, my mom has watched all the things, and clearly, my dad has not watched all the things. But it was all good, man. We got to just kind of like dive into my world a little bit with my parents, and that was super cool. So that's something that that I'm pretty stoked about. And then after that, after we. Um, I think Alex's mic went out for a little bit and then we kind of chopped it there. And I showed, I showed my parents one of Alex's videos, the Cuphead video about pattern variants. And it was just like, I just wanted to like share the, how, what my friends are up to and like why I think they're so talented. And they were just like, we kind of wowed them a little bit. So that was kind of a cool night, guys. And, um, that's kind of it. You know, today, last week we had a chat with Brock McLaughlin, Canadian, by the way. Today we have a chat with a Warren Montero, uh, Canadian also. All, uh, he is from Riboville, which is what I always call um, Riboflavin's hometown. And um, this is amazing, guys. This is so good. We we didn't really like... We, we've been trying to line this up for a little bit. He reached out because he had heard Marissa Roberto on the show. And we have mutual fandom of the Victor Lucas and the whole like EP and everything like that. And um, But otherwise, like this is a true... like This is a classic stranger from the internet kind of thing. And it's amazing. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I hope that... Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Before we get into my chat, I just want to, I just want to thank once again, the one thing I wanted to say was that this last week, since I sort of like unloaded (laughs) 
<laughs> my what was on my mind and what was weighing me down last week since I just kind of like shrugged that off and kind of got it off my chest. I do feel like the Xbox Drive, if we ran Nintendo, I feel like we the Gamer Cast last week and the streaming this week was like for me super gratifying, super rewarding, and and satisfying. I feel like it's on another level. I'm feeling great. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. And uh, why don't we just jump right into it? So here he is. You can follow him at Tech Junkie CA Warren Montero. I'm on. I had so it, I always love um, not knowing who's going to be on the show, and yeah. so like the phone, like the video pops up. Like, okay, why don't you have pictures of yourself? You're a very <laughs> handsome person. <laughs> I know. Hey, well, I, I have you know my uh, tech junkie uh, persona as well, mm-hmm. but then I also have my personal Twitter uh, called Manuel Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, and then Manuel Jackson is a crazy guy as well. So I'm trying to you know see how i can balance the two of those together so yeah man absolutely well i i get it like and like because you know i started twitter way way back when i didn't even know what the heck it was and like just like i don't understand why can't i make this like facebook and that's why i didn't like it forever and so i just kind of always had my name and then all of a sudden like a couple years ago and i started getting more into gaming and podcasting and just like creating that side of my life as twitter it's like Anybody who wants to, like, if I go apply for a job or anything, like, let's see what Sean Capri's up to. It's like, games, and <laughs> let us change your PlayStation names. <laughs> well, your fair. name's always changing. You're, like, Sean Connery now, right? Yeah, I'm going to just change it back. It's, a, it's getting a little ridiculous. Like, <laughs> It's getting a little ridiculous. But this is an all-Canadian episode of We The Gamer Cast. Once again, I feel like these are kind of the best, man. I know, I know. Well, you know, it is Canadian, but, you know, you're from Edmonton, I'm from mm. Calgary, so, you know, we, uh, we we have some bad blood, right? Always. We start hating each other right about now. What's all this <laughs> smiling and laughing all about, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Star-crossed lovers connected by video games. <laughs> hey, man, I want to ask you about, I always love, like, kind of just peeking around people's rooms and stuff. Like, I want to ask you about your chair. When did you, like, what's the chair yeah. about the game chair, DX Racer? That's right. That's right. You know, it's like at the office, I'm sitting in some nice chair at the office. Everyone's always, you know, trying to get the best chair at the office. So I finally got a good chair at the office and I come home and I'm like, man, my chair sucks. Yeah, man. (laughs) This is so, so bad. So, you know, looking around, I was going to get an office chair, but you see all those streamers with these, uh, you know, fancy chairs like yours and, Mm -hmm. you know, with the lumbar support and the full back. And I'm like, uh, you know what? Let me just get uh, a nice chair and and see how this goes. So um, it's great. I love it. It's a big upgrade for my Ikea chair. No kidding. (laughs) I love that. I bet so many people can relate to that right now. Like, yeah, I guess I do have an Ikea chair. It's kind of like (laughs) killing my butt. Honestly, like, it took me a little while to get used to. Like, I don't like change. It took me a little Mm. while to get used to to this thing, especially the lumbar kind of, like, kicks my butt further in, like, down the the seat a little bit. Um, But this is a Costco special. Like, I don't know. Nobody's heard of this brand. Oh, clutch. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. It's just, but it looks, I like the colors. It looks like a gaming chair. It's a Costco special. But I, I recognize... I recognize your brand and kind of, oh, well, that's, that's pretty fancy. I like that a lot. Like, so, like, are you are you at the computer a lot in terms of, like, gaming and stuff? Like, are you PC gaming? Are you, like, why the fancy chair for that setup? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a kind of lifelong PC gamer, you know, Ooh. starting from, uh, you know, Doom, Wolfenstein, Wing Commander. Duke Wing Nuka. Commander! Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm going back, right? Yeah, it's, man. 
So, you know, grew up on that, and, uh, you know, as times change, you kind of go from a PC gamer to a console gamer. Everyone's on console for Halo, and... Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of always on the peripheral was the uh, the PC side, and then just recently I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm going full in. I, I need to get my PC back up, get the setup all mm-hmm. all going. So, yeah, um, that's where I you know decided to get the chair. I, I actually just ordered uh, one of the standing desks as well. So Good for you, man. Yeah, hey, where'd you get it from? Um, PrimeCables.ca. Okay, I'm definitely ready. Okay, Prime Cables, I say, if you guys want to throw us a, like a promo code or something like <laughs> Exactly. Hey, you know, I, I looked for I looked for reviews, looked and looked, and uh, found these guys, Canadian company, free delivery. So uh, oh, I'm excited. Man. So I'm jealous, man, because my good friend Bobby, the Nintendo guru, he moved into his new place. He got a he got a uh, standing desk, and he uses it like almost like a crane, like with his with his webcams so he just like sets it to start going up and it's just like this amazing like just shift in camera angle and i just i don't know man it's just incredible and it'd be good to just get up every once in a while like my my hips are awful can we just talk about being old for a second (laughs) oh god it's like i'm doing you know the hip flexor stretches it's been it's been 30 minutes right i'm like oh my back i know (laughs) (laughs) i remember the first time i got a games uh related in um injury like when i was playing games i was actually uh hanging out at my parents house again for christmas just a couple of years ago and they've got like this really tiny it was actually mine back when i lived there uh really tiny like ikea couch it was like half back like it's very nice like very stylish but it's just one of those things you throw a wrap on and just kind of call it a day and i was playing kind of sideways like there's a it sits along the wall but the the tv is kind of perpendicular uh yeah 90 degrees today so i'm twisted right oh God, and no. so i'm playing for hours and hours and all of a sudden i'm like why isn't my neck going back? Like, I can't... Like, I tweaked my neck playing Uncharted at my parents' house over Christmas. And I'm like, oh, God, that was a sign. It was all going downhill from there. Yeah, you're like, I'm old. I need to stop doing this, right? This is, this is at least good. stretch. I got to warm up for my gaming sessions. How the heck did that happen? Can I tell you, can I tell you a secret? <laughs> I, uh, I, just, I just ordered, like, a, a really... I think it's a really good... I haven't ordered a video card in forever. I just bought a 1070... TI oh hey there we go man Memory express so yes yes that's like, awesome it was like 250 dollars off and i'm like i think i just need i don't even know why why am i doing this like <laughs> well you have idea, to, right I yeah I, so. I have a i have a 1060 in, in uh my pc um got it uh, about a year and a half ago yeah and you know it's it's crazy that the new 2080s are out and now people are like oh i don't even want you know 1080s are garbage yeah, it's I all know. about 2080s and it's like a 1070 is amazing. A 1060 is amazing. Yeah, right? man. It's, it's getting up in the, the hype of the video card uh, marketing, right? But I love it, man. I love when people kind of just go get excited about the new thing because I'm there on almost every front. Aside from maybe like my consoles, like I'm pretty I'm pretty jazzed about like a like when the PlayStation 4 Pro came out or the X especially when the Xbox One X came out. Yeah. Like day one, I want that thing. Um, and I feel like the, the price hasn't really come down. But when it comes to like, additional stuff like my pc is not the center of my my gaming right like this will this will be additional so everybody else can go crazy and get their 2080s and all their crazy stuff i did the same thing like with apple like with ipads i was just every time a new ipad came out you look at kijiji or craigslist or whatever and there's they're just flooded with everybody getting rid of their like last year's model because they want this year's model so thank you very much what, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pick up on that. Take no that problem. all day long, man. So, so what are you playing on the PC now? You kind of, I, w- I want to get back to your to your history a little bit because Wing Commander <laughs> is the jam. Um, but I think you mentioned a little bit of Destiny, maybe just a touch. 
Oh yeah, you know, just uh, just a little touch of uh, it's a full blown issue. It's a, it's an addiction <laughs> at this it... point. You know, you know, balancing uh, work and and destiny. The new DLCs come out, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know they have this gameplay loop now that it's you know there's always that carrot that's in front of you that you're yeah. always chasing. Um, the world's changing. They're they're really on top of uh, doing changes now to the environment, the sandbox. So. You know, I, I've been playing Destiny now since, uh, you know, day one, 2014, got wow. a new console, bought it that first day. Um, you know, I used to play Halo. And, and now, you know, Destiny is a game that I think fans of Destiny, they love to hate. Yeah. Like, they love to hate that game. Um, and, and I'm definitely in that camp. I love the game, but I love to hate it as well. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I noticed for yourself, you know, you, I think a little while ago you tweeted, oh, man, I want to get back in Destiny. It's been a little while. And, mm-hmm. um you know, it's these ebbs and flows, definitely, with that game where people come in, they yeah. can kind of hop out. So, for yourself, are you back into it? Are you out? Is it? This is okay. So, the video card is not uh, just an isolated incident of me like buying things. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't even know if I'm going to need this or not. I bought like the expansion pack that was on. Uh, it was on sale on Xbox a little while ago, which was like the first two expansions, which yeah. I would need if I eventually got into Forsaken. But I'm not ready i don't think for forsaken so i don't know man i i was playing it a little while ago and i feel like i just need to do a little bit of reading (laughs) or maybe talk to somebody who knows something like what should i be like so here's where i'm at i'm uh i'm well short of being even raid ready from the original right so whatever that is like a level 180 something like that or 160 i can't even remember i I think whatever it is i feel like i'm 100 or i'm about 15 levels short of that so i've got some work to do man so I've beaten the campaign. I've I've played a few strikes. Like I, but I haven't really done much more. Do I need to start a new character? Like, <laughs> what should I do? Somebody draw a map for me. Yeah, you know that that game is. Uh, I was in a very similar situation with uh, Destiny One. You know, I, I beat the campaign, did some strikes, and I'm like, okay, what else? I, I'm gonna put this game down. Uh, down. I'm, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Right. Went on to something else. I saw a friend on Xbox Live doing a raid one night, and I said, hey, what's this? raid thing about what, what mm-hmm. i don't even know what Amazing. it is <laughs> and he invited me um into his group on a friday night and it was you know the single most best gaming experience i've ever had in my really? life was was raiding the first raid vault of glass um and that sealed the deal for me i said wow yeah. i've never experienced something like this in a game ever like you know the, the, all the games i've played in my life all of the years um doing a raid was was something else so having that experience really kind of changed how i thought about the game and and how i wanted to play the game like you know doing raids doing a day one you know when it first comes out that's that's not my league that's right right you know streamers are doing that stuff racing to do it first that's right and it's like if i can just get to a point where i can raid with some people that's great um you know lfg's hit and miss right that's always a challenge mm. as well finding random people to play with um but they have a boost now you can just jump into forsaken apply the boost boost your character up i think to 400 or something so you can just start oh, playing snap. yeah yeah so you, you don't have to worry about grinding away at the, all the old content you can just start playing the new stuff is that worthwhile like is it worth to skip it like i don't feel like i guess i for me i don't really have time to really play it all so i guess if you're just saying like it's a snap of a finger and half the world disappears and then i launch launch into forsaken and it's all good um am i missing anything in terms of like <laughs> like memorable experiences or anything did you like the expansions 
Uh, well, the De- Destiny 2 expansions were um, horrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, Osiris was bad. Um, Warmind, they, they had some really good elements, actually. They started mm-hmm. to kind of picking it up, um, kind of getting a good grind going, mm-hmm. uh, a cycle. But, you know, for yourself, I totally say get the boost uh get forsaken get the boost and play the campaign the campaign was the the campaign for forsaken is is the best destiny there's ever been really yeah okay it's... so this is the thing that this is how stupid i am like i heard all about gambit and all these other things like i'm i'm thinking all multiplayer stuff but like i at my in my core that de- my destiny experience is mostly single player or even like campaign with like a friend or something like that and that's why aside is that i'm Really, I kind of I bought Call of Duty and I took it back after an hour. I'm like, I just need my my on ramp is single player. It always will be, even though I will end up playing multiplayer in Call of Duty. My on ramp has always been the campaign. So I just I put it aside. I actually got a refund. I'll buy it again later. But in yeah. terms of like a full eighty dollar purchase, I'm like, mm, not right now. I'm gonna put that money towards Red Dead, which I mean, everything's over after that. Uh, I think. Well, yeah, and and you know, it's interesting how the the industry is changing now. You know, Call of Duty. Um, the, getting rid of this single player campaign yeah. entirely, right? Um, I, I think with the new one, it's it's is it gone or pretty, um, it's pretty much gone. Everybody, everybody's talking about how there's like elements of campaign and like zombies or these other kind of like kind of like I guess what Titanfall might have done originally, but even then, that I, I don't even know if it's that overt or clear. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I love the first the single player campaign. You know, as uh, I don't admit it, as we're getting older, <laughs> there's less people our age that I just meet, and they're like, "Hey, let's play, right? Let's right. do something." So it's uh, the single player is what I like. I love playing that uh, multiplayer. It's it's fun, but I don't have people that I know personally now that still play games, right? right. Like multiplayer games. So. Um, it, I, I do appreciate that. I think there's, you know, the games like Red Dead, like they are committed. They are committed to that that first uh, that single player campaign, and it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been like this is this is one of my favorite things to do. I did it for Spider Man as well. Um, I have no idea what's coming. The only thing, like only the most outrageous things that people are talking about, is are like seeping into my like Twitter feeds or into podcasts, or whatever. Like I understand that when it's cold out, that the, the horse's junk just like kind of shrinks up a little bit. Like that's that's kind of like all I know. And like facial hair and stuff, you kind of got to take care. Of. But like I haven't seen any gameplay. I saw like maybe a little bit of a trailer way way back when. But I'm going into this game completely blind. It's like you already have my money. Just let me play the game. I'll kind of discover it all and. For me, I don't know, um, I want to turn this over to you for a second, um, but for me, it has a two, it's a double-edged sword, so I'm surprised by everything. So whenever I start up a game, I have this great, like, I didn't know this was going to be a thing, and here it is, and I've got that wow factor, but at the same time, I miss out on a lot of things. Like, I go into a lot of games completely unprepared, and other people are kind of like, it's common sense for, for people to uh, play a game like Destiny or Red Dead, they're yep. going to they're gonna have a bit of a leg up on me. So I'm curious, like... How do you approach, like, how did you approach Destiny? It sounds like something very similar, but then kind of got coached along the way, maybe? Yeah, exactly. And I do appreciate just kind of jumping in there, kind of with fresh eyes, just trying to get it all experienced, that whole thing. Um, Because in a lot of cases, I'm just playing the campaign once, and then Mm -hmm. I'm done. I need to move on to something else. I can't just, you know, um, you know, prestiging and and play the campaign over and over to get the achievements. So Mm -hmm. um, I like getting everything at once. But if it's a game I'm passionate about, you know, I'm going to the subreddit immediately. Are you really? Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I need to go there. I need to see what's going on um, 
because there's stuff that you know the, the developers have easter eggs there's things here there's things there that that kind of enhance the game um so i, I can appreciate going in fresh-eyed but you know if you're passionate about it you know you go on that that subreddit yeah. um but the the challenge with the subreddit is that the the fans are so passionate that they nitpick everything like you sure. know uh, Puddlegate right Puddlegate mm-hmm. with, uh, with Spider Man right like you know that's that's nitpicking that right mm-hmm. yeah so, it's interesting it's interesting because okay so this is what I like about you Warren already like <laughs> I'm like I have a problem and you're like if you do this you will be satisfied and i'm like that's kind of like what i need in my life a little bit right now is like i because i just wander around i'm like oh, i have so many problems and i don't know what to do about it it's like if you're passionate about it go to the subreddit i'm like why the shit didn't i think of that <laughs> yeah exactly i'm solving uh, all of life's problems i can't solve my own but i should have made a list man i should have been like because there's just too many to pick out of my head i could have had a whole bunch of problem solving happen right here this is hilarious Hey man, I wanted to ask you a little bit about. Uh, okay, let's go back to let's go back to the early days playing on a PC because you and I, I think had similar origins because my neighbor Matt he had his his N sixty four and I thought his Goldeneye looked like trash and I had Half Life yeah, and I got the yes, best yes. AI ever and I had my three D FX graphics card. So tell me about your your journey into PC gaming as a as a young as a young man. Well, you know, it, at that time, it's your neighbor, your family mm-hmm. member, someone you know that that had a computer. Uh, luckily for me, my dad was uh, a database administrator. This was something he was in, so he would bring home the you know giant you know five pound, ten pound laptop, and he would have to do work from home. <laughs> and at, at those days, it was corporate laptops where there was no real security or anything. So he'd load games on there for me. Yeah. So you know, Saturday morning, I'd wake up and I'd, I'd go on the laptop and I'd start playing you know games in I think sixteen color Tandy yeah, and man. Uh, Tandy. You, <laughs> I'm, I'm going back, right? Yeah, man. You know, I, I'd play all those games, and and that's where kind of a passion for PC gaming came from because yeah. we didn't have a Nintendo, but I had you know my dad's laptop, and as soon as we got that 386 computer, mm-hmm. that's when you know everything changed for me. I was like, holy wow! I got my Gravis gamepad. Yes, uh, Gravis gamepad. I love it, dude. <laughs> oh my! It's, half the people are like, what are they even talking about? It's like this. <laughs> Like, what did it even plug into? Like, this serial port or kind of yeah, looked like oh, a VGA yeah. port? Like, yeah, and worked maybe half the time. That's right. Yeah, oh, you're, I love it. You're, I mean, you know, for doing, us anyways. Well, and it's, I don't know, it's like, you know, going and uh, flicking uh, dip switches on your motherboard to try to get the ports ready mm-hmm. and try to get that stuff all set up. Um, you know, I look back at it being so nostalgic, and that was such a good time. But, oh, my God, but, no But, kidding. man, just plugging in a USB cable and just having things work is... is um, you know, that's so much better than, you know, spending hours, you know, trying to troubleshoot. Yeah, uh, plug ports. and play. Like, <laughs> this is this is magic. Dude, I still remember reading my PC magazine when they're like, the Universal Serial Buster or whatever is <laughs> yeah, called. Yeah. I'm like, what? And they're, and they're talking about, you can connect like 128 devices. I'm like, who has 128 devices? But like, here we are. Like, I need all these ports, man. Everything runs off of USB. I still remember like them introducing that as like, this is the future. And That's it's right. so incredible because, like, I don't know, most people don't remember a day when you weren't, like, you had to, like, shut everything down. You had to, like, yeah. plug it in and you start it up and then maybe things would work. And if yeah. it didn't, like, you're shutting everything down again. Yeah. And, like, that reboot, pretty long <laughs> back then, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, 
you know, having a computer back when I was younger and then I was just always kind of gravitating towards that computer. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to do an assignment. And this is, you know, pre-internet. We're using Encarta. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> we're using Encarta on the computer and I'm on the computer and I want to go play games. I want to start playing, you know, Doom, Wolfenstein, like I said. Um, and I had friends coming over and, and you know, playing on a keyboard and, uh, and mouse. Mm-hmm. It was, or actually just keyboard even for most of those games at that time. They're yeah. like, oh, this is this is crazy, right? This is like, we don't have this. And then it was like, I had friends coming over for, to my house to play on the PC when they had uh, a Nintendo at their house. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew there was something special and, and I love the technology. And that's kind of just grown with me now from uh, PC gaming now into kind of my, my career where I'm a, a system administrator now. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's super proud, bringing your own laptop home, and but it's all that. You're right, man. You can't put anything on, like even on my work phone. Like I can't put, I can't put anything onto that thing. That's actually why I ended up having to have my own personal phone after dropping. This is a, this is a tragic story. I had my the same phone number since like high school. I had it for like 15 years or something. And they're like, here's a work phone. I'm like, hooray! And I cancel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of my own phone bill and just use this thing. And I just walked away from my phone number that everybody knew. It was like, nobody remembers phone numbers anymore. And then I'm just like, everybody, if you could just use this phone number instead. And then as time went on, couldn't use Facebook on it. You couldn't do like fantasy football or anything like that. Uh, I'm like, "Mm, maybe I want my own (laughs) phone back. And of course your phone number is long gone. So yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. And you know, phones now are, are a big technology thing in themselves, right? Like now people pull out their phones as, you know, that's the thing. Or like, what are you playing? Oh, I'm playing a mobile game now, mm-hmm. right? Like I know friends that, that were huge into PC gaming and, and console gaming. Now they're just phone gamers, right? Yeah. Just mobile games. So um, having that flexibility to play what you want I on your positivity. home device. I love that positivity. Because <laughs> I was thinking like, yeah, now like they used to be PC gamers and I was like, and now they're just misguided. Or they're mobile. I mean, you call them mobile gamers. That's, that's, that's fine. Misguided yeah. mobile. <laughs> Dude, it was great today. So, it, you know, just to help us feel a little bit younger today, I was at McDonald's with my son. We were just having a little bit of a happy meal and just before we went out to the playground and stuff. And we're sitting there and we're having a good time. And then next to us is a table of four, like, grandpas. Like, these guys are, like, 80 years old and just, like, old men yelling at clouds and stuff. They got their newspapers <laughs> and they're just pointing out all these stories. They're pointing out all the problems with the world and everything and all these kids and how entitled they feel and everything. And I'm like, okay, like, I feel like I'm kind of old, but I'm like, I'm not there yet. Like, I still <laughs> I still think, like, the youth of today are, are, are probably better than I was. <laughs> <laughs> well we're we're definitely at this age like i'm not are you you're in your mid 30s early yep. 30s yep 34 yeah. 34 yeah i'm 35 mm-hmm. um and i think really for our age group especially is that there's this kind of cutoff where i have friends that are like they're at the point where they're yelling at clouds now right <laughs> it's and a little early saying, these millennials millennials this and i'm like Hey man, we're in that demographic. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you really want to look at it, we're we're still millennials. So, you know, when you're complaining about these twenty-five-year-olds and these twenty-year-olds, this and that, we're in that group. So, but then I have friends that are like they're they're all in, right? They're all in with the Snapchat, Instagram, mm-hmm. they're they're Twitch, they're they're on everything. And I feel I I'm definitely more in that group than I am with the the other group. But um, definitely with our age, I find that there's this split, right? It's not mm-hmm. really cut and dry, like you know everyone you know 10 years uh, kids that are 25 they're kind of all kind of together and and people that are in their 40s they're kind of all together so yeah it's very interesting this this uh age group the 30 30 year olds are a little a little weird um in in that sense do you think that the differentiation is 
like a love for technology or games or maybe even the fact that we have something that we can still engage with now that was so like core to our to our youth then like maybe that's what kind of keeps us a little on the younger side rather than like i look at uh, kind of i I have friends who kind of are on that other side of the pool like you said um they never really had that so like you kind of grow up maybe faster which is maybe good in a sense but also like you're just kind of racing to (laughs) that table at mcdonald's and yelling at (laughs) yelling about these kids these days and everything you know, it's. I think you kind of touched on a good point there with the the technology piece. My friends that were hardcore ICQ, hardcore, oh, M- yeah, <laughs> hardcore Uh-oh. MSN. They're they're the ones that are still. You know, they're they're sending their snaps. Um, they're on Instagram. They're doing their Instagram stories. I think that connection that we had when we were younger using that technology. Now that it's just evolved to you know in our hands and our uh, you know using an app on our phone. It's still essentially the same thing. We're still messaging. We're still communicating. Mm-hmm. But we just did it differently back then. And we had that passion back then for for communicating all the time, sending funny things, you know. Yeah, we had uh, to sending... kick somebody off the computer if we wanted to, like, I'm going on ICQ, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got serious chats I need to talk about. I know. I wouldn't believe what happened in Miss Green's class, right? I know. Miss Green. <laughs> I, I remember my younger brother and I, like, we're two years apart, really. And and him and I were, like, not seeing eye to eye on, on the whatever instant messenger was at the time. Time, right so i was all in on icq all my friends were using icq and he's like no man msn messenger is where it's i'm yeah. like who needs that and he's and it's like you can see when they're typing and it's like it's instant like literally like remember the delay with icq yeah, it was like yeah. oh it was awful oh, you would just be waiting and you're just waiting and waiting for something that's right? why you had to have like 15 of them going because it was kind of like it's kind of like playing uh online poker you just get, you can't just play one because everybody's got to take their turn and finally gets around to you you got to have like 15 games going but um, anyway, I want to fast forward to the future a little bit into the future shop. Mm. That may have been the best segue I think I've ever done. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Just landed in there. So whenever I talk to like my friends in the states, I, I always tell them I work at Canadian Best Buy, just so that they kind of understand. Like it wasn't really Best Buy. Like there's actually like a pretty key difference at, from Future Shop to Best Buy. Future but- Shop is actually where my family got our first computers, where we got mm-hmm. like all their stuff. Our VCRs came from there. And I remember my dad never, like just never trusted a salesperson. He was always going in there and like, they're always trying to just rob you blind and yeah, you can yeah. trick them. You can like say like, well, guess what? I'm going to take my business elsewhere. And he kind of <laughs> like, he would do the turn, like waiting for the, but wait, <laughs> I'll throw in that mouse. Yeah, exactly. there you go. I'll give you, I'll give you a VCR head cleaner. If you buy it today, like, he had he had a, a unhealthy relationship, I think, with salespeople, and then I grew up to become one. Uh, Future Shop got bought out, of course, by Best Buy at some point, yep. um, and it was that it was around that time that I started to work for Future Shop. And the key difference is, for those who don't know, uh, you made commission at or you had the potential to make commission at Future Shop and Best Buy. Their whole model was we don't do commission, so you can trust us. So it was very interesting that the same company owned both sides of the spectrum because I, I believe that there was pros and cons to both so i'm i'm curious your journey into future shop like what what did you sell like what what was your experience like so i actually did not work at future shop but i had many friends that did work at future shop oh so, okay i misread i misunderstood the messaging that we had before about like we could just talk about future shop if we but we to. but we so but future shop was it it was a, a mainstay i had so many friends coming and going and working there um and you know, when they shut down, I had actually a, a few people that came from Future Shop into uh, into the company I was at, and 
the stories I would hear about scams with uh, insurance, you know, selling people like three-year insurance, two-year insurance, and, you know, people breaking things, bringing them back in just to get oh, their yeah, deal. Man. It's like, yeah, no wonder uh, they might have uh, kind of gone under, right? But Feature Shop was a mainstay, they- but... I see. As a as a fan of the place that I worked at, I think we didn't we just didn't sell enough insurance, man. That's why we went under. <laughs> it was so profitable. That was too good. We just that that's the reason it all went down to crap. I just loved it, man. One of the things that I did. Uh, this is awful, but uh, I think the statute of limitations is up. But my original Xbox had broke, and um, I had this great idea to just buy another one and then put my broken one hey, into the go. new box there and bring it go. back. I didn't expect them to open up the box and find my. My I cleaned it, but I didn't clean the vents. So they were like, they were looking at all angles. Like, okay, it looks good. I'm like, okay, yes, they're gonna do. It. And then they just turned around to the vent. And I'm like, oh, and it's caked in dust. Like it's just like the thing was so old. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, you got me. So I kind of like took it. I drove across the street to the other store. And I got it. And I got it done there. <laughs> oh my! God. So I think I think that's the reason why. I think that's the reason why they may have gone out of business. Yeah, so. exactly right. Well, and, and you know, with uh, those big box stores, they're kind of all kind of going away now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know so many people now with Amazon Prime and, um, you know, ordering from Amazon now is so quick, amazing, efficient. Yeah. I, it's like I'm, I'm addicted now to Amazon. It's like I'm having a conversation with you and it's like, oh, what was that? Okay, I know. yeah. It's going to be at my house in two days. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to get to the point. Like, I guess that's the whole Alexa thing. I haven't, we got Google Home in our house. I don't know. Do you have like one of those like digital assistants or anything in your place? Yeah. Yeah. We have the uh, Echo Dot now. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's that like? Um, it's, you know, it's good. I use it every morning for, hey, hey, Alexa, what's my flash briefing? She tells me what the uh, temperature is going to be for the day, gives me, you know, this update on the CBC. Um, while, <laughs> while I'm making, you know, this is so Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> while I'm making my breakfast and um, we use it for that often um, for the, my lights now, you know, we have the Philips Hue lights in our house. So I use that. So um I'm still not getting the full thing. There's there's so many skills you can add to that. There's even skills for Destiny, right? You can tell Alexa, uh, you know, lo- give me my best loadout, and it'll just load all your weapons for you. How does that even connect? That doesn't make that. Okay, this is me being way too old. How does that? I do. I don't understand. I don't get. Like, is there like a Destiny like kind of like a m- mobile app that they have for Alexa and that logs in with your account and everything? I think that the way it works is that their API is open for people to interact with so if you authenticate through uh, bungee.net and you mm-hmm. use the amazon skill then the amazon skill can do your loadouts for you this is the future this right? is both awesome and terrifying at the same time like what a, what happens if she becomes self-aware man like this is it this is I've stop always deleting said, my stuff i know well she's like it's for your own good yeah <laughs> you have an issue i'm you deleting your stuff yeah, I'm actually improving your life. I'm actually enhancing, enhance, enhance. So, how does your um, how did how did you end up getting into your your day to day life, your your day to day job, like following in your somewhat in your dad's footsteps, like education wise, or like how what what was what was that path, and what is your what is your day to day like now? Yeah, you know, um, growing up, I, I have this uh, this report I did in grade four, and it's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone's like, I want to be a fireman, I want to do this, and I and I said, I want to be a games developer. Nice. And I thought it was going to be fun and easy. I'm like, I want to be a games developer. Yeah, this is so hours cool. a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 
I, I thought um, I was just going to be able to jump in and going through um, high school, you know, computers were a thing and we started taking programming classes. I'm like, I don't know if I really love programming. Uh, I go to university. I go to uh, computer science um, and I started realizing, okay, yeah, we're doing more programming, more math. Yeah. When, when can I do the fun stuff? And I actually did uh, three and a half years of computer science and I was doing political science classes as options. And finally, three and a half years in, I said, that's it. I'm done. I, I cannot do wow. – I, I do not want to do this anymore. I do not want to be a code junkie. I just do not want to be sitting doing code all day. Mm-hmm. So I did something against – all good judgment, what everyone told me not to do, and I decided to flip. And my major became I became a poli sci major. Yeah. And my minor was uh, computer science. What so, was that like? So, like, what what's the family environment in terms of like, okay, mom and dad, this is what I'm doing. Like, is it just like they're just like that? You may have well just like shot him in the leg, or is it like a lot of support for just you following whatever feels right for you? Yeah, you know, my parents didn't really have much pressure. They said, you know, That's we just cool. want you to finish university just do what you need to do we don't mm-hmm. we think you should do a computer science degree we want you to have um uh, a bachelor of science but you know we're going to support you whatever way you want to do just just please finish your 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 schooling now <laughs> yeah. right yeah at this stage of the game they're like okay well we could like <laughs> lay down the hammer but mm, finishing is better than not finishing just finish something so all my uh schoolmates were like what are you doing don't do that and <clears throat> excuse me um What I ended up doing was I finished with my political science degree and I got a job in oil and gas doing IT support instantly. Like I wasn't even done school and, you know, this is great times in Alberta, 2006, oil and gas, they'll they'll hire anyone. So that was really my foot in the doors. I got a job, um, you know, at one of the big oil and gas companies doing desktop support. And that desktop support job just kind of evolved into doing uh, large deployment projects, having teams. And now I'm a consultant doing uh, system administration work. So work on servers, virtual environments, um, Hmm. which is kind of different. It's it's almost similar to desktop support, but it's on a much larger scale and everything's kind of virtual or in the cloud. Yeah. So then how much do you put like yourself in? Because like a lot of us who like like games and all these things, we really have no idea how any of this stuff works. We don't know how games go from like beeps and boops and zeros and ones to <laughs> like, you know, all the things that we experience. Like how much do you how much of like what you know in that world translates into game development? And then how much are you kind of like are you seeing the Matrix? I guess is my question. When you, <laughs> I, I'm when you definitely not seeing the Matrix. <laughs> okay. You know, maybe this week after, you know, this, this nice. week, October 17th, I was definitely seeing The Matrix. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, um, uh, I, I think game development is, is is a very fine art skill. Mm. There's so much involved with it, and especially even a game like Destiny where it's an online game. You have, you know, all these clients. You have the server environment. I can kind of understand more from an infrastructure level how stuff is uh, set up, mm-hmm. but, you know, really, the, the, and from a hardware level, you know, your, your uh, base hardware we're using in our Xbox One X or in our PCs or the PlayStation. So I understand that, but, you know, really the, the game side of things and, and um, the 
the coding and stuff like that that's kind of above my head yeah but so do you feel like you dodged a bit of a bullet like do you feel like you definitely made the right choice like that what a fork in the road man like especially when you're in the middle of school and it seems a it seems like school already if you just do the four years is like this is forever four years like i just did like three years in high school that's more than high school like yeah like at the time it's just funny how time works depending on like where you are in in life and for you to either extend or just kind of put a question mark around when is the end date um that i I had a similar experience in terms of changing majors or even having like going for work experience midway through my degree and it's just like every choice pushed your end date further and further away and for some people there's comfort in that because like getting out of school is terrifying because then you have to you know move out of your parents house or whatever and get a job and like there's the real world out there so some people kind of want to stay within school but to my original question like did you feel like yeah, like you got the pretty immediate affirmation that that was kind of the right choice. It, it's so hard because really it's such an ambiguous thing with a, a political science degree, right? right? Like it's just it's what do you do with that? And, and for me, it was more those classes. People would have we'd have great discussion. We would debate. We would talk. It was really you know you're thinking about life and stuff in those classes. We're in the the computer science classes. We're talking about like zeros and ones and gates yeah. and stuff like that, and it was very dry. Um, so for me, I, I thought kind of more kind of analytical in that thing that I think this is a much more bigger life skill to understand how the world works, how yeah. things operate rather than this very small niche. And I'm, I'm definitely not trying to minimize what the computer science is. But, you know, for me, that's what I felt that was I was going to get way more out of university mm-hmm. doing that. And coincidentally at that time kind of 2004 for me i'm a big pop culture person uh love pop culture and there's been a switch definitely even in recently that you know politics is kind of there's pop culture and politics now mm-hmm. and and that 2004 time period with uh you know george bush lots of stuff happening there i was like wow this is like crazy stuff that's going on not in 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 politics but pop culture and there's this kind of intersect now so i was just trying to learn why are why are celebrities getting angry at politicians? What's happening? What's why is mm-hmm. why is everyone so upset? Why is everyone so involved? So that was kind of a driving factor for, for for me for understanding kind of how the world works. I think part of it is storylines. I think that's like anytime something becomes bigger than or takes a leap forward, it's like esports or even sports in general. It's it's when you have these people that are larger than life that have like a beginning, middle, and end. They have a bit of an arc to their story that people take notice. And that's kind of where I think that's the intersection of like politics and and pop culture or gaming and pop culture is just kind of like, who's this ninja guy? What did he say about women? Like who, like yeah. it kind of, you can kind of apply that to everything that nobody cares about something until somebody like, until there's tension or there's conflict and then there's resolution, like kind of mm-hmm. typical kind of storytelling stuff. And so all of this, all this, there's, there's usually a point to my rambling because I think that I've, I've sort of, I see, I see your dad in you in terms of like um, the data and the, and the comp size stuff. But I see a little bit more of a qualitative side. I see more of the storytelling, a little bit more analytical and like conversational. What does your mom yeah. do? Uh, my mom's a teacher, actually. There it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, you have that balance with the, the, the social sciences and then the the, uh, the sciences. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, in, in that teaching role, you know, you're you're talking, right? You have to be a good conversationalist. You're talking to kids, you're talking to parents, you're talking to the professionals. So, yep. um, you know, definitely she's she has the gift of gab as well. Oh, really? So, 
What what is it like growing? So I always was um, I had a bunch of friends. My neighbor uh, was one who uh, his mom was a teacher. A bunch of my like some of my best friends, their, their parents were teachers. In some cases, both parents were teachers. Like holy crap! I'm always curious because I was like, it just seemed like you couldn't escape school. Like as a kid, I was terrified. Like you don't want to go home <laughs> with teachers or, or go to school with teachers. You come home and there's a teacher there too. Like ah, they're everywhere. <laughs> like so, what was what was it like having a like a parent who is a teacher? Like was she able to kind of separate her professional role with? Like still wanting to see you excel in school, I always think that that'd be a tough gig, man, as a parent. Yeah, well, you know, l- luckily for me, um, she was in uh, in early childhood education, so grades one through six. Um, so, <laughs> so you're there, like high school, and she's like blue and green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm, so you know, um, but when she became a teacher, I was just kind of getting out of uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. So luckily for me, she wasn't really too involved with. Sure. Um, like, oh, yeah, this is what the curriculum should be. This is what you should be learning. Mm-hmm. But definitely, you know, growing up, school was very important. Um, and, and that's where kind of, uh, you know, what I was saying before, they didn't care that I switched my degree, but we still want you to finish, right? This yeah. was the whole thing with you going to high school and we're supporting you and we're supporting you. I was very lucky they supported me through university that mm-hmm. we want you to finish and we want you to to uh, get a great job and, and move forward. So, um you know that's that's one of the things growing up that you you start thinking back as um, as you're older, like for what you want for your kids and how you were raised, right? Yeah. So like, you know, for yourself, like, are, are you in your mind is that hey, I want my son to go to university and this is the way it's going to be and university or some sort of post secondary. So like that, I think that's kind of like where I want to. I always want to evolve like whatever it was that was taught to me, not necessarily like. I don't want to throw it out. I want to iterate. Like, like a lot of people will like rebel and be like, I want to do the exact opposite of my parents. It's like, are you that like hard off? Like, are you like, is your life actually pretty good? And if that's the case, then maybe you want to adopt some of the things that, that your parents did. I, I had great parents. They were always putting the kids first. They had four of us for God's sakes. And they had like, and for many years they had one car. So I don't understand like how that happened. So I really, I really acknowledged a lot of like their, we come first kind of mentality um and then also like my my parents uh they had us delivering flyers since we were eight years old like grade three we're out in like edmonton winter weather like carrying <laughs> oh, wow. like the edmonton examiner these things are just like like they're a big old newspaper and you're sl- slamming like flyers and these things are just heavy and it takes you an, at least an hour which as a kid they might as well be all day and um every like half of every paycheck went into an education account which you might as well just like burn the money in front of our faces <laughs> So luckily, like, you know, years go by of this half of every check from what were we eight years old till 18. It's like 10 years of, you know, $50 here, $100 there, whatever. And I had bought a laptop, didn't have to even think about it. Like I I didn't have student loans. So I'm very grateful for that. Chelsea, on the other hand, um, I think is similar to you in that um, her parents put her through school. And there's obviously benefits to that as well. And so for us to come together and go... I'm like, I obviously see a tremendous amount of benefit of learning about the work ethic growing up and yep. and not having to worry about student loans was obviously something that we connected on. So we have kind of this thing of um, whatever it is, whatever Lincoln or the other kids want to do, um, we will match. So they have to save up for their own stuff. But and yep. whatever, they, if they save $1,000, we'll give them $1,000. If they, they save $20,000, we'll give them $20,000. So we are now like putting money aside. So if just in case like they come up with like $20,000, then we kind of have to, we got something to worry about, but that's kind of like the approach. And for me in terms of like, uh, 
university i'm not as locked in on university as much as i am just post-secondary yeah. so especially like with trades and stuff like i i went to university all my friends went to uh, they became plumbers and electricians and everything and it's like i didn't even know that was a thing like yeah. my my world was just so closed off to that's that right. and, and most things which i think is a bit i i that so that's a, as a parent now i just don't know like how do you open the world up to the kids like how did you i guess you kind of like followed a little bit with your parents as well like in terms of discovering a career path yeah exactly and you know i totally agree with you on the the post-secondary thing for me the the it was very tunnel vision it where it's like you're going to the university of calgary this is where you're gonna go this we want you to get a degree and while i was in school again at three and a half years in where i had that moment where i'm like this isn't for me I, i really realized that I should have actually gone to the, the, the technical school. I should have gone to SATE. Yeah. Um, that would have been a way better move for me and, and for what I was passionate in. But, you know, I was definitely pigeonholed into that. But then it was a flip side is, you know, coming out of university, getting a job instantly. I don't know if I would have had the, the same opportunity. So it's so hard to, to think back what I, you know, could have done, should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I, I am, you know, in an industry, in an area where I, I'm happy with. Nice man, you seem you seem genuinely like jubilant. <laughs> like right from the moment that like the whole thing just like this call started, just like big old smile. Like you just seem like a happy. You just seem like a happy dude. That's oh, awesome, man. man. Yeah, well, that's that's good. That's you know, uh, there's so much other stuff to be angry about in the world, and I just let so much stuff just pass. And yeah. again, that still might be my October seventeenth hangover. Still kind of so funny, dude. I love lingering. it. I think I think most people know what we're talking about, but yes, finally marijuana legal across. Like it's kind of nuts, man. Like it's it's almost good even if you don't participate, just to recognize that this is kind of a monumental shift. Like for a whole, like our country operates for the most part, I think, as like a unit. Like everything, yep. aside from Quebec wanting to leave us every couple of years, <laughs> like we pretty much like the laws kind of affect most of us all together. Um, well, even though I say that, there's there are differences, I guess. Drinking starts at eighteen here yep. in Alberta, so yep. that's. For me, that's the right age. Yes. Then you get then you get done drinking a little bit sooner as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got fourteen year olds sneaking into bars, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do still think that, you know, the, the cannabis culture and the gaming culture there is definitely, you know, some synergy going on there synergy. for sure. <laughs> and and uh, you know, they, they two the two of them go together. Um that and I think it is good now that you know people can openly talk i was in shock this week at work people were just openly talking about stuff that i would have never in a million years thought mm-hmm. you know this person was partaking in this and everyone kind of had a smile people were talking you know managers were talking about the stuff people and i think the stigma still exists there is going to be a stigma oh, for, for sure. a while but people are way more open about this and and i think it's great that people are talking about it in a way that's responsible mm-hmm. um and, and not talking about being excessive and stuff like that but you know enjoying responsibly and and again that that gaming and the the cannabis culture that's it's uh, i think that's going to grow it's it's going to be uh and it's always been growing that's always part of it right definitely I, I, now i'm realizing that i think xbox canada just like missed out on a huge opportunity like oh, xbox like bleeds yeah. green man yes and, oh guys <laughs> come on, get with it like we knew this was coming for a little while <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, so you kind of discovered this show, I think, when Marissa Roberto was was on. I was very lucky to have her on as a guest. Um, and then I believe before yep. we started, were you, were you saying you were watching a little bit of EP 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny talking about Xbox Canada and then, you know, Marissa Roberto. I think she's still part of them, but she's now on, on Heads Up uh, mm-hmm. daily now. Um, and, and, you know, EP, uh, that's, you know, as a, a Canadian growing up, early 2000s, even I think late 90s, um, you know, EP was such a, a mainstay in the, the gaming culture, technology culture. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what everything that Victor Lucas has done, the, the man hasn't aged a day. I don't know how. I know. I hate that guy. (laughs) Like, you know, my hair is gone and Victor Lucas has got, you know, full head of hair, no Mm -hmm. wrinkles. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Um, Everything right, man. (laughs) His diet, everything's perfect. Yeah, and and put that I, I guy on the back of the five dollar bill. I'm sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Canadian uh, hero. Our love and admiration for mm-hmm. uh, for Victor Lucas, eh? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's interesting to see you know a switch with him from his show. Um, you know, they they had the highs on uh, G four and and you know they were everywhere. Um, you know, I think they were saturated a little bit because you know it'd be like every day I come home and you know they'd have EPN, they'd have another uh, reviews on the run. Um, but I still support uh, you know him. I still watch his live casts. I still you know watch their show. They, you know they do amazing stuff, um, and it's good to see you know how this industry is evolving other people are going to be taking taking that throne right people are yeah. going to be slowly taking that that area and i think it'll be kind of a youtube focused thing where um before you know uh, we were introduced to victor through uh, you know local tv we used to watch him so um it's saturated on youtube but i'm, I'm hoping you can get that daily the daily fix from somewhere right i love it do you think um that video games sort of being taken off of TV in that sense, at least in Canada, does that like delegitimize the, uh, that's a word I shouldn't say in public. Um, like, does it do a disservice though? Cause like, like I wonder, eh, how am I trying to say this? I, I think about like the age of people creating the content, the age of the people being like the influencers or the content creators. And I wonder if it's always going to be like a 20 year old or is it going to be, is there an opportunity for people who are kind of getting into it now, or maybe they've been doing it for a couple of years. They're big. Is there, are they going to see a similar drop off that Victor Lucas, I think saw once, once he was kind of like, once TV went away from me, he did not make the jump over to YouTube. And I worry about people who are established. I think about like the Andrea Renee actually talked about this a little while ago. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't do this when I'm 40 or 50 years old. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true or if it's not true. Like it's a, it's, I'm, it's probably good for her to like maybe battle against that and expect it to be a challenge. But I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on like the content creators and where they are in their life journeys versus the audience that's there? Well, you know, there's this has been coming up a lot. I think there's this debate that, and I don't know if it's you know has validity or not that YouTube content creators aren't journalists, right? Right? You know, trained journalists. I'm not saying that's all of them, but that's this has come up quite a bit, and I can appreciate someone that has gone to school maybe or done journalism they know how to write well they know how to review things analytically it's not like you know just this giant neon thumbnail of someone ranting for like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. about something so there is still an art form to creating content in in a form that people can sit down and watch but that sit down and watch isn't that that you know 22 minutes 30 minutes with commercials anymore it's it's a 10 minute five minute snippet and you have to get a lot of information in there so i think your old school journalism skills might not carry over to you know 
five mm. minutes, get all your content, get the point across and keep the, the audience engaged and you have to grow that audience as well. So it's definitely changed but someone who's flexible, I think they can still do well. Um, I'm actually meeting um, uh, next week, I don't know if you remember Steve Dotto, uh, he used to have a technology show, uh, Dotto's mm-hmm. Data Cafe, um, you know, uh, back in the day, technology guy, PC guy, Mac guy. And, you know, his show ended a few years ago and now he's heavy on the content creation, social media, marketing side of things. So he's definitely pivoted. And I think some of these guys have to pivot and hmm. change. You know, he still has the skills. He still has he can still speak well into the yeah. camera. Um, and those are all really good skills to have. But you, you I think, have to pivot in what you're doing and still kind of take those fundamentals and use them in a different way. Hmm, that gives me, I think a lot of, like, a lot of people who listen to this are also content creators and they're like, okay, let me, let me just hit pause. Let me get my, my notepad. Cause I think that's a lot of really good. I think that's the thing is that, you know, especially bringing it back to Victor Lucas, like just locked in on TV. Like he felt like that was the home and that was the way that it would become mainstream and maybe just stayed on there just a little too long or maybe expected them to the, the support that was there that would that would always be there but i have never ending love for victor lucas oh, and, and that yeah. whole crew man like chelsea and i forged our relationship just like sitting there watching uh ep daily every single reviews on the run every single day and like yeah. you know you just never really appreciate it to the fullest while it's on you're like man this person says something that i disagree with and <laughs> next thing you know they're like off the air and it's and it's just really awful i, I miss those days so much man um, do you have any questions for me before we wrap up? I always kind of like, I just like slew, slew, uh, throw a slew of questions out. And like, I was wondering like <laughs> if you had anything on your mind before like we started or like something that prompted you to be on the show or anything like that. Well, you know, um, I'm slowly kind of growing my uh, my YouTube channel as well. And I'm just trying to look for content creators and people locally, people that are kind nice. of interested in things that I'm interested in. And, you know, just seeing your name come up and then watching and listening to, uh, you know, the, the podcast and uh, YouTube show and kind of, you know, going to the website as well. Um, I was fascinated. I was like, wow, this is like something, you know, someone in Edmonton who's doing some really amazing work. Like, this is awesome stuff. And, you know, it doesn't happen often out of here, trust me. (laughs) No, Edmonton is pretty incredible. Like, come on, we got Bioware. So, yeah, Bioware. And, you know, there's another huge Destiny content creator, uh, M Tashed, out there. Mm hmm. He's huge, and you know it. It makes it's like a spark for me realizing, hey, we don't have to be right in California, right where you know traditionally areas where you think things are happening. Like mm-hmm. you, you know yourself, you're making some. I think you're making some amazing content right here, here in Cal in uh, Edmonton, um, in Alberta, and it's it's inspiring to see someone doing this stuff. So for me, I just wanted to have an opportunity to chat with you and kind of learn from you as well with what uh, you're doing. Um, um, and you know, <laughs> like you know, this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, for me, I'm not at this point yet, but soon I think I'll be, you know, uh, might be having a family and, and, you know, for yourself, it's balancing you, you have, you know, you're doing these interviews, there's a website, there's all of this stuff going on, plus your, your family and their relationship and your wife. I'm wondering how do you do it? Right? That's my my biggest question to you is how do you do this and how are you growing the tribe as well? Step one is have an amazing wife or partner or whoever it is. I think that I think that's honestly that's step one and all of the steps. Everything else becomes so much easier if you 
if you meet somebody who under and are with somebody who understands who you are at your core, like Chelsea knew who I was, who knew that I would be doing this before I was doing it. You know what I mean? Like she knew that like when I was starting to just like write about stuff, she's like, she saw the path before I even did. Like she, she talked about it in our wedding vow. It's like, follow your, I will be there for you to follow your dreams is what she said. And it was just like, holy crap. I'm so, I'm so fortunate. So in terms of like carving out time for this, it's, it comes out of a mutual understanding that like, I am better for this and that I then like, this is the me time. And then like us, like the, the us together becomes better. So I think that's, that's really the the bulk of it and then i don't know just making sure that you're that this is always the side project if that makes sense is kind of the other part but i mean man like it's it, i'm not gonna i don't i don't feel like i've got a lockdown at all um it's just kind of <laughs> like making it up day to day and like some days are just like that's it it's all over i'm throwing it all out i can't do it anymore and then i have a great chat like this and it's just like this is exactly why you let strangers on the internet come mm-hmm. on and you chat yeah. with them for an hour. Just like, cause you just never know. And I just can't believe like the internet is full of just boundless assholes, Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I haven't had any of them on here. Like what are the chances of that? I meet so many incredible people. So I'm, I'm always being encouraged by the kindness and generosity by the people within video games. I always knew that like nerds would come together. We'd roll, rule the world. So yeah. it's kind of the, the, it's a coupling of, I have a great wife, I have a great spouse, and then just meeting amazing people that just kind of fuel the whole fire. If there was if there was any imbalance on either of those things, it all falls apart and we just all go away and call it a day. <laughs> so I think that's that's what I would say to that. Okay, so you just wing it. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. It's very, very fortunate. Um, yeah, not with not without my slew of stomach problems and sleep deprivation, but that's kind of that's, – those are the stuff that we don't really talk exactly. about. That's yeah, right. Just smile through all that stuff. But, Warren, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. Well, why don't you sure. tell everybody where they can uh, find you on the internet? I feel like you're on the cusp of just unleashing upon us all of the things. So tell us, tell us where we can find you and follow you and stuff. Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel, uh, the Tech Junkie CA, uh, Twitter, uh, Tech Junkie CA, um, a blog that is very not ready, but slowly getting content. Uh, that's also the techjunkie.ca. Um, and yeah, and, and for uh, daily musings and ramblings, that's uh, Manuel Jackson on Twitter. Uh, maybe not so PG friendly on there, oh. but uh, <laughs> I, I, I love uh, I love Twitter. So um, I'm you know managing t- uh, two of those accounts is always fun. So I love it. Now well, I'm definitely intrigued by that, so I'll be checking that out as well. Everybody <laughs> else should. Thank you so much, Warren. This has been incredible. I never know who's going to come on the show, and you've been an absolute pleasant surprise. <laughs> and just I think I'm going to be smiling for this today. So thank you so much. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, Sean. Really appreciate it. It was bugging me the entire time Warren and I were talking. It like from the moment his camera lit up and he had that smile and the handsomeness just like waved across my screen. And I was just trying to like, I got the same kind of like butterflies a little bit um, as Joe after work. When I watch Joe after work, I got it's the same feeling. He's such a like lovable person, Warren. Who knew, man? Thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, if you watch the video, you might know what I'm talking about. He's like Canadian Joe after work. Like, there's no better way to describe it. So, <laughs> I hope you guys... Maybe some of you guys are catching on to that as well. I don't know if it comes through just the audio. 
but like just the same kind of just very humble very smart very articulate just draw after work tech junkie ca guys follow him on twitter checkjunkie.ca the music uh was brand new on oc remix earlier this week it's the darkwing duck playtime's over at ocremix.org so guys go check it out give them clicks give them all the clicks listen to do it daily i don't know what that does for them i don't know if that actually helps i think they've got a patreon you could support them on patreon as well um you can follow me on twitter at sean capri of course sean lake connor capri like the pants you can follow the uh show we the gamer cast follow the website if you like we the nerdy it's not my website i wasn't gonna like completely cut off warren a little bit. it's not my website i just kind of like get to put myself there so i'm not running anything over there but like i appreciate it and i'm sure they appreciate it andrew appreciates it but i appreciate it if uh, you support us at patreon.com slash make is better you can make this show better you can help support the video cards and things like that um i don't know why it's necessarily secret but this is kind of a fun little gig that we got going on but also you can support uh psvg remember because we hit our goal um the Nintendo Shack has its own feed. So now you don't have to, you don't have to listen to all of the, the PSVG, although maybe you might end up there. But go support the Nintendo Shack. It is, it's my number one <laughs> Nintendo podcast. I'm so sorry that all the other podcasts that do Nintendo, including my own. It's just the way it's going to have to be, guys. The Nintendo Shack, because you got Caro. Dude, you got Ain't No G's in playing Nintendo. Sometimes you got Flux, Fluxy, the guy from Flux Opposed. He doesn't miss a Flux Suppose episode, that's for sure. Of course, Warp Whistle Gaming and Nintendo Nostalgia support at uh, patreon.com slash If you don't support us there, rate us on iTunes. That really helps. Thank you, Gary Green, Adam Leonard, and Antonio again. Otherwise, this is episode 175. I ran out of time with the Gamer Cast. Now in years, I'm going to talk to you guys next week. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason. I rushed way too fast, guys. I had a little bit more time before Jason showed up. But uh, here he comes, right here. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Stop! Jason! 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 Jason!